not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 <laughs> yeah. You can go with that. Oh, if you sorry. Want. It's on the screen behind you. Beyond. Yeah. yeah. Beyond. Yeah, he likes to do this. Stop. Stop. You having fun over there, Brian? You done? Is you done? anyone going to help me? You done? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Good. You wanna... You're done. You're finished. Brian's, Brian's done. Brian's Beyond. upset because last Stop week, it. last week, uh, he went to go get water before the episode started, and we just started it without him. Yeah. And then Why he walked into the he walked in the room, and it's we were like annoying. two minutes into the episodes. Yeah, he's kind I of came in like a wrecking ball. I don't care. Yeah, you came in like an overplayed Miley Cyrus song. Okay. Excuse me. I'm always. I had to work with Greg Miller for like six years. Very loud. You know how loud that man is? It's like basically working with a truck. Yeah. Yeah, like a real nice man truck. Trucks are great. Anyway, anyway, welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 430. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Hi, Max. Brian Altano. Hi. And from the UK team, Daniel Krupa. Hello. How are you? you? I'm very well, thank you. You're you're in town for for Coco, which is a uh, it's a it's a warm chocolate drink that we have once a year here at IGN. Yeah, it's great. We probably spend too much budget flying people internationally <laughs> yeah. just yeah. for that sole reason. Just to share. Uh, yeah. I like water. it. I think it's a nice initiative. Yeah, we're doing kind of a, just a big office team meeting type thing. So yeah, it's a um, content conference. Yeah, content conference. Oh, the Coco. Coco. You never knew that? Yeah, I absolutely knew that. Yeah, we call it Coco. It's a weird nickname. Sounds like a like a someone would be singing on a piano and it was the name of that monkey something. who learned how to speak. It's actually yeah. it's, it's Ice T's wife. You heathens, yeah. get it together. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is a podcast where we sometimes talk about games. It's I guess true. PlayStation games, to be specific. Yes, and inaccurate. Uh, what do we? Sh- what's going on? There's a lot of games that are that are actually coming out. Um, let's start out with uh, with Firewatch. Yeah, Kruber, did you play this? Yeah, I played it all in one sitting yeah. on Saturday night. Nice. And it took me about four hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually here. text Mitch. I was like, "How long is this going to take me?" Because I kind of wanted to sit, do it in one sitting if I could, and I think right. that's actually a really nice way of experiencing it. Yeah, um, which is I actually really I I, I kind of love that one sitting game better than the two or three sitting game. Like I tried to play uh, Oxenfree, mm-hmm. and it's like five or six hours, which you could do in one sitting if you just like you feel like getting a little gross with your. You're body gonna get a real hard sit though. You're gonna get those weird sit sores. That's a long sit. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, is that? Did you take your time playing it, Koopa, or was it uh, sort of? I didn't really explore all that much. I kind of just wanted to power through the story, even though there's not that much exploration to do. But right. There are probably little bits where you can go off on tangents, and it just felt like it was like a really compelling novella where I just yes. really wanted just to get through it. And yeah. I think you would. Great. I think you would have benefited from breaking and having some of the suspense build and left almost like lost to mm-hmm. theorize what was actually going on. Oh. Whereas I was kind of having what was going on resolved for me pretty quickly because I was going straight back into it. Yeah. So it's a one-sitting game, but you wanted it to be a two-sitting game. Um, you could have made it a two-sitting game by, by standing up. You could have defied the seat now, gods. This is, this is one of those games that I really have tried to kind of avoid it. Like Good. I really I don't want to know a whole lot about it. I've Good. seen bits and pieces. It looks incredible. You shouldn't uh, listen to this episode because we're about to talk about oh, it. Oh, great. Okay. We actually, well, yeah, we're, we're not, not going to spoil it. No, we're not yeah. going to spoil yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We have a full, um, uh, by the time this goes up, probably two days later on Friday, whatever day that is, uh, Mitch and I actually sat down with four members of Campo Santo and did a 90-minute spoiler cast in this room. There were six of us. It got real sweaty. That sounds like a real fire watch. Oh, it was a real fire watch. We took our shirts off. 
we made our own content conference. So it's interesting. You discussed the story of the game with the people who that that made the game. Yes, and they like Sean Vanneman, who is the creative director and writer on the game, uh, literally learns that there was an Easter egg in the game about his childhood that he had no idea they put in there. Like he didn't know that about his own childhood, or no, he didn't know that they put this thing in the game. Oh, okay. And he found out like during the the spoiler cast and flipped out. I thought he went like underwent secret hypnotherapy or something, and they found some little nugget in his mind. Now, so without spoiling stuff, this is a game where you you are a park ranger. And yeah. there's a bear going around stealing picnic no, no, baskets, no, and you've got to get him? No, you're thinking of the, the hit uh, novel Yogi Bear. Ah, uh, yes. It's uh, mm. it's two bears. There's Yogi and Boo Boo. Ah, uh, uh, people forget about Boo Boo. Yes. He's, he's, he's really a good bear. I love it, Charm derives from the interplay between exactly. the two bears. Yeah. He's the brains yeah. of the operation. Yeah. A lot of people huh. don't know that. Fascinating. And they're not <laughs> in this Your game accent got really weird there. <laughs> he's the brains of the operation. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, no, so Firewatch is a... Uh, we've been covering this for the last two years. Uh, it's a first-person exploration wandering game. Uh Narrative driven, much like Gone Home, uh, but yeah, you play a park ranger, and uh, the the first ten minutes of the game were sort of about why you take this job in Wyoming over the course of a summer in the eighties. Uh, amazing first ten minutes, really which, effective. Yeah, I don't, yeah, we don't want to spoil it or anything, but it's cool, super we powerful. Actually, we put the first ten minutes of the game up. We didn't put that though. Oh, really? There's a prologue that I don't think we put up, like per their request. So IGN lied to me. Yeah, IGN definitely lied to you. Oh, damn yeah. it. Yeah. Now we had they were. Uh, this game was an IGN first a while back. Yeah. And we put up what was told to be the first 10 minutes, which apparently is why, not. Why throw me under the bus. Was that you? Yeah, that was definitely. Oh, good. Now, yeah, I'm going to throw you. I'm going to hit you in the face. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because if I put the first, uh, I think I put the first 24 minutes and more people clicked it. Oh, so you lied. I did lie. Clicks, yeah. uh, clickbait is what they call it. <laughs> what is happening? No, you, it's fine. Okay, you base, you've based your career on clickbait. <laughs> That's not true. And that I'll give you 52 true. reasons why it's not true. <laughs> Anyway, I won't believe why it's not true. <laughs> um, Your doctor doesn't want to find out. It'll blow my mind. <laughs> uh, the art in the game is by uh, Ali Moss, who's the incredible artist that you might know from. He did the Resistance 3 cover, all sorts of red Star Wars posters, and just all He's around. He's doing all the new Harry Potter covers. Yeah. Really? He's been yeah. the adult edition. Oh, that's awesome. He played no. Harry Potter in the, Are the third Are those official? Because I know he was. Yeah, they're official. Yeah. Oh, they're really? Yeah. I, I thought great. he was just they're like brilliant. kicking those like, The thing he kind of is really well known for is he does amazing visual puns yeah and you look at every cover of the new Harry Potter books and you see it as face value and then you look for five more seconds and you see something and he's got oh, it's brilliant mm-hmm. yeah he does a he does really good work with like silhouettes almost where yep. it's like he, oh, did, he did a whole book of basically yeah. that book came about because he came to the IGM um, Christmas party in London <sighs> and we connected him with a publisher Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say you guys did, like, shadow puppets on that. Yeah. And he was like, I'm <laughs> into that. We introduced him to Silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> the core concept of shadows on a wall. This is a rice and paper stone, and he was very confused, and we explained the entire concept yeah. of light coming from behind something and obscuring its <laughs> oh. visual. It was really the making of him as an artist. He uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't... Who was it that, that uh, borrowed his art or ripped his art off a couple of years ago lots of people yeah like yeah. It, the thing he did once I think it was maybe a t-shirt he did for Threadless once is the keep calm don't panic yeah. right. and that's like now everywhere oh that was uh, him Star Wars posted, posters got yeah. Yeah. ripped off everywhere yeah yeah. yeah. He also did the cover of the soundtrack. The soundtrack's by Chris Remo, who worked at Double Fine for a while, and he did the soundtrack for the 30 sound. Fights of Love and, and Gone Home. And Gone Home. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cover of the soundtrack's amazing because it's this, it's this like orange background. Orange is sort of the, the primary color in the game. A lot of things take place at sundown. But you see the silhouettes of trees, but then there's a reflection beneath them, and it just looks like sound waves. And like the entire thing looks so gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. Super cool. Um, yeah, the story's really great. The writing's fantastic. The, the, cast is amazing yeah Um, the main character is what's the actor's name Harry Crane from Mad Mad Men Men. Uh, Richard Summers I believe Richard Summers 
um, yeah, really great. It's one of those games that you know it was two years in the making, but I think totally worth it. And cool. Something that. And how much is it? Twenty bucks. I think it's on sale this week for eighteen. Nice. Sweet. So, does it feel like uh, does it feel like there's there is stuff to explore? Like, do you feel like it's it's kind of a, a environment to really poke around in, or is it does it feel kind of more? Like you're going from point A to point B to point C yeah. and so forth. I think so. It's structured around days, so you're working this job all summer long, and it'll be like day one, day two, and then there might be jumps in time a little bit. Mm-hmm. And each day is kind of structured about going to check something out or doing a job or investigating something. Um, but there are kind of details on the way. Probably one of the mechanics it's, it utilizes least is like you can create shortcuts, but there's not all that much mm. use for them. Yeah, um, yeah, on. and it's there's like bare minimum metroidvania kind of things where you get tools like you get uh, a like an axe to chop down little paths and uh, ropes to you know be able to climb down That's ropes more huh? about, yeah, yeah ropes you cool. can shoot all sorts of ropes we talk about ropes a lot on the podcast yeah yeah okay yeah it's weird <laughs> it's not it's not like the actual ropes but it's more uh, um, you don't think whatever you're doing with your hand you don't okay. have to do that anymore sorry yeah. so I actually heard a oh, fun piece of trivia um, I'm pals with um, one of the guys who, who worked on this um, uh, William who uh, he's works at Campo Santo. And he uh, he was telling me I don't know I don't think this is a secret. The game's out. It's, it doesn't matter. But he told me that they were testing out uh, wildlife because you know you're in the woods and there's animals running around and stuff. Uh, and he told me that there are uh, there are raccoons in the game. Yes, are there? there are raccoons and they hide in specific places. Right. Well, apparently before they Inside had the bears, they had <laughs> early news to me. Yeah. Before they had the uh, the art for the raccoons, uh, they had these just these cubes that had. JPEG images of like raccoons just wrapped around them. That sounds amazing. So like you'd be you'd be walking through this, <laughs> you know, beautiful Yeah, rack cubes. Yeah. You'd be walking around, you'd see this beautiful forest, and then there'd be this kind of like placeholder art where this just this cube of a rac- with a picture of a raccoon comes out and then runs up the side of a tree. And I like I just love how totally like I wish that had been left in there. Like yeah. I wish we could see more kind of unfinished stuff in games. Yeah. I love that. Man. So that's my behind-the-scenes look at yeah, what look it's like the, when raccoons... Find the raccoons. Second scariest raccoon of the year after uh, Until Dawn. That was a so, real scary raccoon. Now, I mean, I Cooper, you played raccoon through the whole game but didn't see raccoons? I didn't see one raccoon. Yeah, the raccoon is off the beaten path. There's also deer that are off the beaten path. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to go walk around the woods and look for raccoons. Raccoons. Raccoon. Raccoon. Stop saying raccoons. I think it's a thing. pretty good term. I mean, it's a cool term. I like it that. Make, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So let's talk about Unravel. It's a game where there's a yarn man and everyone apparently hates it on the internet. Why does everyone hate? Yarny? I don't know. Everyone hates Yarny. This is um, one of the sort of widest spectrums of review scores I've seen for a game in quite a while. Uh, it's gotten down to like the sixties and then up to the hundreds. I, I know Destructoid gave it a perfect score. What did we give it? Eight point three. Eight point three. That was you, right? Yeah. Nice work. I actually haven't <laughs> seen any of the reviews, so I didn't know that that was the case. That's, I that's can a good kind thing. Of I think. see why it would be divisive. I yeah. think it's where you fall down on kind of the tone it's going for like I think it's on the right side of sincere I don't mm-hmm. think it descends into being overly schmaltzy or maudlin but I can see how you could think that and mm-hmm. um, there isn't a narrative as such you are this little man made from yarn that you assume is a childhood toy and the kind of you know of, that's a man um yeah no fair could, point could just fair be point. like a yarn baby uh, <laughs> babies are men Babies are not yeah, babies are specifically not men. <laughs> did you ever no, see? No, did you ever see the movie? Al- you, you've never seen the Alfonso Cuarón movie Babies of Men. I've seen the first five minutes of Roger Rabbit. When a baby becomes a man. Specifically, an R and B group about how there's a difference between babies and men and yes. boys. <laughs> they don't mention that boys to men doesn't. There was a pre- there's a prequel to boys. boys to men. It was baby. Yeah, exactly. babies to yeah. boys. Babies to boys to men. Junior too. Uh-huh. Babies yeah. to boys. I saw someone tweet out. Uh, <laughs> do you think they should put a bar mitzvah in between Nicole Kidman's last name? 
because that's what happens when a kid becomes a man. That's true. That's, that's the good. stupidest <laughs> sentence I've heard today. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And he's I'm, way, I'm way too jet lagged to process. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We're, we've got two very sleep deprived people here. You, you're jet lagged, and Marty you pulled an all nighter. Yeah, <laughs> oh, weirdo. Dummies. Weirdo. Uh, all right. So for for context, Unravel. this is a EA game. It's an EA game, which we were kind of surprised to see as part of their press conference because usually Very. they come out guns blazing and there's sports and Pele, I believe. And I usually got an email. Who got the IGN UK podcast? Got an email about how a lot of the American podcast pronounces Pele. Yeah, what's well, what's his Pele? name? Pele. Pele. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. We talk about Pele about. I know how much you enjoyed that yeah. E3, that yeah. substantial interview with. Oh, I took a real hot nap yes. halfway through that. I actually think this might be the first time in very long time that we've actually even said that dude's name. If like you say it one more time, he's going to come through. They've been saying it a lot. Yeah. How do you guys pronounce Hoop God? <laughs> uh, is this? <laughs> That's not I do reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, he he was. I don't remember that. I remember that E three. I don't remember ever hearing his name before or after. Well, so anyway, uh, this this is a platforming game, right? It's and a it's kind of puzzle, physics based puzzles, platformer. Um, I can, I think the platforming is the weakest aspect of it. Uh, really? Yeah, it's not really much of a platformer, and the platforming sections are probably the most frustrating because it's very easy to die on your first playthrough. Even if you're good at platforming in general, it's more kind of like. Oh, he like slips off platforms quite easily. Interesting. Um, what I really like about it is kind of the setting it takes you on. Like, it, even though he's quite a cartoony looking character, he walks through these kind of almost hyper-realistic landscapes, mm-hmm. and it manipulates perspective in a really intelligent way. So it's kind of looking at the bottom of like the forest floor, or you're walking across a road, and you're walking through every like pothole, and it's incredibly detailed, and you're seeing it from this like very small perspective, and it kind of increases your appreciation of those environments because you're seeing it like it's a little bit like Honey I Shrunk the Kids, which is like I I love that by the way, yeah, like, being able to be like, is that a, a Miss Debbie, little Debbie oatmeal pie or whatever <laughs> I can, so big I can climb inside it? Is that a Lego I could live in? <laughs> I love stuff like that. <laughs> Why? I don't know. This is real cool seeing things that I love, but gigantic version. Just do a real hot toke before you came and you, here. No, you can ride on an ant. It's a great film. It's a good movie. Sorry. Hey, okay. everybody. <laughs> so you're the yarn man, and you go through potholes in the street and the road and so forth. Okay, so he says dumb things, nobody laughs. When I say it, it's like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine, fair enough. That's how it works. That's not how it works. You're so doesn't he? He's got like little, like he's got little, little tiny yeah, ropes and got, stuff he, he throws around. Stop yeah. talking about throwing ropes. He does. Like I, I can see why you put this on here. He is basically made out of a little red rope. Um, he, so he can unravel. So when you're walking across the level, you're slowly unraveling yourself. What's underneath? Um, it's a little wire frame, and it's, it's like, a child, oh, really? It's a, it's yeah. a child skeleton. Oh, really? It kind of looks a bit like that. So you can. <laughs> it's a child skeleton. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a child skeleton that this family is hidden within wool. Like the opening scene is this grandma walking upstairs. Yeah. And like this thing drops down. Yeah, maybe that's it. And it's a yarn I ball? I actually couldn't work out what the story is. It's probably that. Probably wow. Obscure, it's a woolly little mummy. <laughs> so, woolly baby mummy. Am I crazy or are there like ghost teens in the background of this game? <laughs> so the way, so the kind of the hub for the game is you're in this like nice, very twee living house. Yeah. This old woman's house. And you can access memories through photographs. Again, you know, that has the potential to be quite, you know. Schmaltzy. And you go through back to these memories, these times of childhood. So whether you're exploring a forest or a day at the beach. And in the background, you know, I think the metaphor is meant to be Yarny connects all these memories together. You know, he is the Got thread it. of memory or whatever. So in the background, you see these kind of ghost-like apparitions that resolve into some degree of clarity when Yarny walks past. So I think it's about 
having some kind of connection to past memories. Hmm. That's so weird because it's like when we first saw this game at E3, I'm like, oh, it's an adorable little puzzle platformer. I didn't know it was like this ghost yeah. baby connected things through ropes. And it's one of them in the middle section of the game, even though these early memories are like, oh, a day at the beach, a day in the forest. There's these scenes where it's kind of like, it's kind of contemplating the ill effects of industrialization and you're walking through like, a, like factory yeah. and in the background mm. you see people getting laid off or protesters who were like protesting against the mine being built you're like why does this old woman have this photograph in her house yeah <laughs> just a mine enthusiast it came with a picture frame <laughs> yeah just really depressing picture frames that's so weird so Yarny's just walking by this like factory dispute where people are losing their jobs yeah. and, then, and he's walking huh. through these kind of abandoned offices and on the floor there's loads of cockroaches that can eat him oh no oh. Yarny has to fight cockroaches I didn't know cockroaches yeah. ate yarn Yarn well, people. they want yeah. they want the child bones. Bone, yeah, that's true. Core, uh, yeah. Delicious baby love meat, child marrow, baby wings, and then he that rope. So I, I think this is worth we're talking about is a lot of people have been like there's been like a little bit of like negative feedback about this. Like people have been like sort of complaining that this seems disingenuous almost. I feel like part How of so? it. I feel like part of it is the internet's weird fascination with hating EA. Yeah, with that being like the idea that EA can be voted the worst corporation in the world is baffling to me when there are corporations that are literally ruining the world. Yeah, like I yeah. read I read that article while I was on hold with Comcast for an hour and 45 yeah. minutes. So, no. When I meant Wrong. literally ruining the world, I did not mean Comcast either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't that's I, I feel like that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, like EA's been like, man, our DLC is pretty expensive, and another company's like, hey, we just killed ten thousand ducks with oil. <laughs> Oops, our boat blew up, and someone else is like, yeah, but what about that season pass? Like, EA yeah. did make that mobile game about drowning pelicans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's a yeah. good one, though. No, but I talked about this with um with Battlefront, where I was like, okay, you know, this game has some problems, but I think that it like it the biggest one is that it says EA on the box, and just right out the gate, it's just a huge disconnection between seeing that publisher, Ident, yeah, and this type of game but it's made by a small Scandinavian team and I've met the director who came into our office the other week and you know the end of the game there's a picture of the small development team I don't doubt that they're Getting trying to make a off. very earnest game <laughs> <laughs> you've made that ending of that game even more sad now yeah, yeah. well that's the ending of most video game teams. yeah but I mean <laughs> this I, is the last time we'll ever be happy. I remember him on stage last year at E3 and like he was like he was nervous shaking. and his voice was cracking yeah. he was shaking it was, it was like there's a human on stage yeah like yeah. holy moly we don't get those that it's often a nice, it's kind of weird because there's a man underneath all that yarn <laughs> this does feel like uh, it was his child skeleton <laughs> Why I mean, I, mean his, his, I meant like him as a child. No, grew. I didn't mean it like that. That's horrible. No, that's really scary now. Yeah. Awful. I ruined everything. It's anyway, like, it's that's that's a classic thing. Like, if you want to hire, like, hide or obscure a piece of evidence, you hide it in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you just wrap it in bread. Yeah, red yeah. that was the old like Arthur Conan Doyle trick. Yeah. Right? It's like those yeah. weird, those plastic dogs made of place. cocaine yep. in traffic that they yep. kept bringing yeah. up from Ex Mexico. Exactly. Uh, I don't know how I went there. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm all for like if EA has to humanize themselves a little bit by doing some weird sort of quirky games like this for a little while. That's totally cool. I mean, it worked for Ubisoft for a while. Yeah, with stuff like Child of Light, Child of Light, and Valiant Hearts. Yeah, even like. The Rayman games are like you know they're not they're not indie games by any stretch, but they sure look like them. You know they have just gorgeous painterly art style, and yeah. you, you can't walk into them being like, "This is typical Ubisoft ripping off everybody." It's like no, it's just a, a dude with no arms and his friends. I mean, they couldn't even afford; they didn't have the budget for full for arms limbs. and limbs. Yeah, yeah. that was a, yeah, crazy technical. You know, just ran out at the last. Michelle minute. Ansel doesn't didn't have enough money to put an H in his name and be a Michael. That's <laughs> <laughs> a true story. Yeah. It's what? coming next year in the season pass. All right. Wow. Um, yeah, so Yarny. 
The verdict, you you liked it? Yeah, and also I keep calling it Yarny. Yarny, everyone unravel. Our, I know. Unravel, like, unravel. Our, they should have just called it Yarny. They should have called yeah. it Yarny. And everyone in our office was just calling it Yarny. They all said he's long. not referred to as Yarny at all in the game. Someone told me that. Well, then why are we calling There's him There's no dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. They must have introduced him as Yarny. Yeah, they had, no, oh, they no, did. They did. Back at E3, yeah. So that's, that's Unravel canon. That is, yeah. Okay, I want to know this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a cannon full of child bones. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Man, we're just, okay, we are taking turns being awful and scolding each other. Not you, Krupa. You're doing great, by the way. I just want to say you're doing great. So it's great. more than one child now. You want to talk about some pet skeletons, too? Or no. No, no. Pet, pet ashes are really more where it's at. We're getting sad Okay, here. really? Yeah. Really? You wanted to drag this back into the pits I'm of hell? sorry, all right? Okay, that's fine. All right, fine. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like a cute game. I'm, uh... <laughs> Aside from all the, the morose, cryptic, terrifying nightmare material in there. How long Everybody, gonna, everybody's in a weird place right now. How long? Yeah, I'm very tired. I'm still sort of drunk. Uh, how long did it take you to... Uh, it's like five or six hours. Okay. okay. Yeah. A week, a week of the shorties. Did you find the raccoons? <laughs> Are there any raccoons in the game? Not to my recollection. There's a pretty good crab, a cockroach. Okay. Um, like, what other animals are in this game? a pretty good crab. That's what I like. He's pretty good luck. I liked him. Maybe not for everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fans of the crab genre are gonna love him. Uh, Would you say that he's a giant enemy crab or like a regular sized enemy crab? Is he an enemy? Um, Based on Yanni's pretty big. Okay. Yeah. Based on real life military battles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This um, is twenty bucks or whatever. Uh, what, what I don't know. What, what money yes. do you use? Yeah, yeah. something 20, like that. Twenty euros, pounds, fifteen pounds. Quits. Sounds like game. Ruples. Yeah. Yeah. Rube. Bunch of coins. You shove them in your in your Xbox or PlayStation machine. And Game comes out on the TV. <laughs> Mom, my Xbox is broke. I put too many coins in it. Oh, boy. Okay. Anamusha might be coming back. Uh, this is coming by way. This, I guess uh, Capcom higher up said that they're talking at high levels about uh, resurrecting Onimusha. Yeah. Man, that's, like, that's not a thing you just, you just tease. That's kind of weird to not announce that in like a official form that's kind of like yeah. an odd like yeah well it happens every now and then and it's super weird when it, especially when it comes out of Japanese game dev because they're so controlled and so tight lipped on stuff but Ono is like an exception to that because he's yes. a real weird guy who dresses up as Blanca and says whatever he wants and brings a little Blanca with him everywhere mm -hmm. yeah uh, but there was I think it was like a year ago Miyamoto was in an interview and he was just like yeah we're making Picnic, uh, Pikmin 4 alright bye <laughs> people were like what and he just left and this is like the same kind of thing where it's just like yeah we'd love to make another Onimusha was the last one the one that was with Jean Reno? Remember that one? I think so. It's been a very long time. I mean, it's been, I don't think it was ever, I think it skipped an entire generation. It was never yeah. on PS3. Well, Onimusha was one of those things where you just assumed it would be there with you forever, and then they just stopped making them. Yeah. Like the Dino Crisis games. You're like, so, we're going to get one of these every year. Yeah, nope. I literally have that written down of series, like, especially Capcom series. Uh, like, they, they hedged their bets on Resident Evil, yeah. which is now in that whatever where, whatever weird limbo it's in now. But, like, stuff like Dino Crisis was left at the wayside. Yep. Stuff like Onimusha. And I sort of miss, I want Dino Crisis. I want a cool dinosaur Dude, game. if we want to talk about a Capcom franchise that I would love to see come back, Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Seriously. Beautiful Joe was phenomenal. Did yeah. you guys play that? Yeah. I, yeah. Played, you did you play it? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's it's weird to me because I think they put him, did they put him in a couple fighting games here and there? Like, he made weird yeah, appearances. He he's, in, yeah. he's in MVC. Yeah. 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 But other than that, I mean, there was a, there was Beautiful Joe 1 and 2, there was a DS game, and that's it. Yeah. And like, that's just a weird thing to do with a character that was so awesome. Uh, his whole, like, kind of like rewind fast forward bullet time thing that he mm -hmm. could do like it's just such a great idea for a, a character the art direction was awesome like comic book movies are bigger than ever now like do something do something with that art style make it make an awesome like 2.5D platforming game yeah and that was back. Clover and 
Kamiya? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like that was, I think he did that before he did Okami. And mm-hmm. so, like, I imagine Capcom still has the rights, but like, Capcom's just in that weird place where they keep giving us old Mega Man games and they keep giving us Resident Evil Zero again, which no one wants because that game's dumb and it takes place on a train. And that game has a lot of big cockroaches, too. A lot of big cockroaches. A lot of slime on the roof. A lot too, of slime right? on the roof. Yeah, the train. a lot of the weird, like, little. Sperm sludges or whatever they are. Yeah. It's the official term. And it's not a crab, but what is that? It's a scorpion you fight up there. A lot of weird animals in that I game. I mean, scorpion is just a crab with a long tail that goes above its head. That's true. Yeah, you, you can hang a jingle bell from it. Not true. Very That's true. 100% true. You don't know anything about that. You ever crabs. see that Christmas scorpion that has a mistletoe instead of a tail? You got to go kiss it. Yeah. What? Have you ever kissed a scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Christmas time scorpion. That's not true at all. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is good news. I think that uh, Capcom is their. They're in such a weird spot right now where they're like totally getting it in a lot of ways uh, and then totally leaving a lot of fans behind in mm-hmm. other ways. I mean, they're sitting on so many classic franchises they're not really doing anything with, Mega Man being one yeah. of them. I really wish they just farmed them out to like smaller studios. Like, mm-hmm. I think it would be so cool to see a Western developer tackle Dino Crisis, mm-hmm. just make a dinosaur survival horror in. You know, running it on real or whatever, and just yep. I, I don't well, know. They, they flirted with that idea in the past that they gave DMC to Ninja Theory. Yeah, that's right. In the UK yeah. and like try and start that initiative. And then what was the kind of really bad cover-based shooter Resident Evil game? Oh, God. City. Wait, that game's not even out yet, right? Uh, you played one? that game at TGS. I played. No, I played. There was one a couple of years ago. There's I played yeah, one was, at Comic Con, which is the new one, which is the Operation Raccoon City, though. But there was the, there was the one that was the it was third person shooter, and now there's yeah. a first person shooter that's yeah. Umbrella Core or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Isn't Cap- Capcom a Capcom studio did that kitchen VR demo? Did I make yes. that up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the last thing I played, which I don't know if that's going to... We talked about this on the show. It's one of the PSVR demos. Uh, and it's sort of non-interactive. You're a dude uh, tied up in a chair. You wake up in a really creepy room, and a scary uh, devil lady comes awful. in and stabs people. Just awful. And then she's behind you, and she slits your throat. It's yep. really so bad. Awful. It's not. It's not good. So uh, awful. But it's real, it's real spooky. It's, it's not spooky. It's... It, it, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go to a haunted house and someone just gets in your personal space and you're like, eh. <laughs> 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 that lady. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> I know you're not going to kill me. It's just sort of like you're just there. I don't know. Side note, I really love that internet gallery that was going around like two years ago of all those people in the haunted house. And there's this one point where you like turn a corner and there's this fake car that comes at you and they take a picture of you. So there's just like this gallery of just hundreds of people being like, ah! oh, it's fine. <laughs> Great. There was just like they're not even like proper like reactions of terror. They're like these weird little constipated recoil things yeah. where they just look like people awkward. with like yeah. weird. Like, and it's just... generally like grabbing a loved one and like trying yep, to yeah. use them as a shield. Yep. Uh, side note: What if when Mighty Number no. Nine was announced, we had known and someone had gone over to Capcom and been like, "Hey, this game's going to get delayed for like three years, so you can put out Mega Man 11, 12, and thirteen <laughs> in that same amount of time." Do you think they would have done anything with that information? I mean, maybe. I don't know what they're doing now. Because I don't know what anybody's doing. Because now we have there aren't they aren't making any dedicated new Mega Man games, mm-hmm. and Mighty Number no. Nine is taking half a decade to come out. Mm-hmm. So we just have nothing. There was a universe where we had both of those things, and now we have none. Yeah, that's like that whole we had jobs and we had cash and we had whatever. And hope. Now we don't. And hope, hope jobs and cash. And now we don't. Yeah, we don't have to stop. Those, those are named after people <laughs> who all died. Yeah, they passed away. Uh, like yes, yeah, Mighty Number no. Nine is just mm-hmm. a real. It, it's. I mean, Capcom is such a such a big kind of question mark thing right now. Like, what, yeah. are, they, what are they doing? Uh, we can talk a little bit about that. Um, kind of on a positive note about Capcom properties. Um, Brian and I have been doing this thing, uh, IGN special thing with uh, a couple of. 
fighting game expert men. Yep. Uh, and we've been playing Street Fighter Five, and they're basically teaching us how not to completely suck at playing Street Fighter. Uh, we've been playing with uh, Mike Ross and uh, Peter Combo Rosas. Fiend. Peter yeah. Rosas, yeah. So it's uh, for for uh, for reference, the name of the series is Grudge Match, and Max and I have not really played. We've played fighting games since the 90s, but the one, we've always played them just like, mash the buttons, try yeah. to do the combos, okay, goodbye, hope I did the best. Uh, and when we fight, when two people fight against each other like that, you walk in the room and you're like, they, they look like they're having seizures. But to us, we think we're having a good time, we're figuring it out. It's basically, it's like the monkeys on a typewriter thing, where after like a thousand years, one of them can do a Hadouken. <laughs> Um, that's basically that was our skill level in Street Fighter and we're doing this series where two pro players came in to actually sit down with us and coach us we each have one and little by little week by week they're teaching us new things Uh, and we're starting to get good at the game and it's been totally just enlightening we did not expect this to happen are you actually we were kind of going to sort of I mean fake it either way and be like yeah we're having a good time and learning but honestly like we're learning so it's kind of It's been kind of a treat. And it's been really weird because I went from going like this is a part of video games that I understand and I understand the culture behind it. And when I see a like a guy wearing a Ryu shirt or I'm in Tokyo and there's like Dalsim stuff in the vending machines, I'm like, I get it. I get I get what this culture is all about when there's like huge people coming together. Like well, the, the first press event I ever worked for IGN uh, was the Street Fighter Four championships here in San Francisco at the uh, the at the the fort mason pavilion area Mm -hmm. and i came up and they brought me to the front of the line and i was like oh i got my ign press pass and i went in and there was just a a giant airplane hangar full of people screaming at this television as two people fought on on screen and i was like i kind of get this like this is like video game boxing matches you know like this is really cool but i didn't understand the intricacies of what they were doing and i knew people were sort of like pulling off moves and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and trying to fight each other i never really got it and now we're sort of like i'm learning what what punch or kick to throw depending on what distance i am from max i'm i'm learning like when to block and when to parry when to throw when to you know like i didn't know how to walk backwards without jumping in the air you know little things like that and i'm i'm suddenly Growing this tremendous respect for the fighting game community. Now, it's it's never something that I'll be able to like compete in professionally, Mm-mm. but it'll be something where I can be like, I kind of get that. Yeah. You know? where no, you go actually, to... I'm, it's weird because I'm I kind of want to check out Evo this year and yeah. just sort of actually try to track what's going on. Uh, and I mean, I know there's always kind of those those fine line kind of differences between fighting games, and everyone has their different style. And like, you know, Street Fighter, I guess, is kind of the classic. I feel like, yeah. you know, Are uh, you both learning specific characters. Uh, more or less. I'm I'm I'm, I'm learning with Cami for the most part because yeah. I had jumped in with a couple others and they were like those are actually kind of like kind of ex- expert level like yeah. high level characters like they're very they're, there's complexity to the characters again yeah. that's not something I really understood yeah I, I always it, yeah. was just sort of like I like the green werewolf I'll play yeah. as him yeah I figured they all just had their own version of Hadoukens and and yoga flames and stuff <laughs> like that but it's really not the case so Cami is pretty entry level and um, she's one of the quickest characters in the game so like it's pretty forgiving to get beat up and jump back out there where some of the bigger guys are like you, you sure you want to throw that punch because it's gonna take a minute and you're gonna have to really think about what happens if that doesn't mm-hmm. land mm-hmm. so yeah it's been really cool check out the series on IGN I think we just put up the second episode it's called Street Fighter Grudge Match yeah. uh, we're doing eight episodes total so by the end of this we're probably gonna be pretty awesome at this game Yeah. the coolest thing about it though is that we're working with these two pros and they actually have kind of a grudge in real life where yeah. they've been oh, fighting cool. against each other for years yeah they've been they've been uh, pals since 2001 and yeah. they've always been sort of like 
So since Max and I are idiots, we're like, all right, if they're going to teach us how to play for real, we're going to teach them how to play with stupid caveats. So uh, we got these huge cartoon Ryu gloves. Yeah, right? they were like, they were selling just, those at PAX. They're yeah. awesome. So we had these guys fight each other while wearing the gloves to see how well they could do. Uh, spoilers, it's not very well at all because that's kind of a two-handed game. Speaking of which, we also had them play the game with one hand on big actual Mad Cat's fight sticks. So they all had their styles where they would hold onto the joystick with two fingers and then tap the buttons with, with their thumbs, yeah. which is so hard to do. And then we blindfolded them and yep. and they're playing with no audio from the game so they can't even use that as, as yep. cues and yep. we're like sort of trying we're like he's sort of he's kicking you jump or <laughs> jump away go yeah. up or down or whichever you and know peter combo fiend has actually done uh his legal name by the way his parents <laughs> knew he was going to be a street fighter he had no choice no <laughs> choice at all he had to become this uh He's actually done this in in tournaments before where he's gone up and just using audio cues was able to win. Uh, But this time we even took away the audio. So, yeah, it's been super fascinating. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, like we we cover so many games here and it's it's impossible for us to be experts on even any of them um, because the second a game is out, somebody's playing it for 25 hours a day and Mm -hmm. we're doing shows like this. So it's uh, been really cool to look into a pocket of gaming that I've always sort of respected but never fully understood so and you kind guys of like I get it oh, I'm going to fight each other till the very end you're yeah. fighting every week to gauge your progress we're fighting each other to the very end and I think it might end with us going online and fighting some uh, just just getting beat up by 12 year olds yeah regular old professional Street Fighter <laughs> players out there in the wild are you guys so. going to actually fight yeah we're going to go out in the parking lot we're yeah. going to punch each other right in the face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could beat up a car like in that cool mini game yeah I mean, I really wish you could do that. That's I don't know if that's in there anymore. Good tip on that. A pick yeah. L scene, because then you don't have to jump over to the other side. You can just that's punch true. from the side. That's true. Remember that's, that from yeah, that's, that's very that good. That man's got long arms. Another good tip is never park your car in I that I like that, that, <laughs> yoga, that yoga move where you punch a car to death. It's a yeah. very popular. Yeah. They teach that over at the, the studio Pick down room. the street. Yeah. Yeah. That's a child's pose. All those, or a downward all those moms dog. coming out of there with child's their yoga mats. Pose. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's some cool stuff coming to PS4 and Vita and so forth. Uh, Screen Sheet is coming to PS4. This is that uh, local co-op shooter, or not co-op shooter, local competitive shooter mm-hmm. where you have to look at each other's screens. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of a nice throwback to playing Goldeneye with assholes. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're playing, and uh, it's it's for PC, it was split screen, four players. You're playing on the same monitor, uh, and you're in these small arenas, but the thing is, so you can see your weapon and everything, but all of the players are invisible. And so you are looking at other people's screens and being like, oh, they're by the staircase near, like the way the levels are laid out are, are heavily like color based. Yeah. So like you're in the red area by the staircase. And so you're looking. And so I start firing near the staircase in the red area, hoping that I hit Max, who I know is running up it. Um, it's really fascinating. Super fun, super weird. I yeah. like that they took this bizarre sort of method of cheating that yep. everyone did yep. and created an entire game based around that mechanic. Yeah, it's weird it's weird to call it cheating too cuz I think it like I got I got to like the I got to the the level of play in GoldenEye where I was like I was in college in New York City and kids from other schools would come up and we'd be like we're crushing you. Like I was I was that good where it was like anybody who came in was getting just housed. Like we knew where to put all the proximity mines so that every time you died and respawned, you blew up immediately. And we used to all look at each other's screens to the point where one of us was like I think we were really drunk. But one of us was like here's what we got to do. We got to erect this like cardboard wall in the middle and and up and down. And then we had, there was a, a bed in somebody's dorm. We put two stools up on the bed. So you had to sit on the bed on, under this blanket 
with this piece of cardboard underneath you so you couldn't see the screen below. And then on the on the bottom floor where two of us would sit on the floor, mm-hmm. there'd be cardboard down there in between us all. So everybody had their own little cave to play the game. Yeah. I think you were definitely drinking. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That, is, like, that is the elaborate <laughs> construction. Well, so our, our favorite stage in GoldenEye was the facility, right? And the facility sure. had main areas like uh, there was the science area where just scientists were just like, oh, we're working on these bats. <laughs> and then there was the bathroom, <laughs> which was just like every time you saw like blue or the bathroom door, you're like, oh, he's in the toilets. I want to go kill him. That's where the RCP-90s are, yeah. the, all the grenades and stuff like that. So we would just, uh, you would just look at people's screens and track exactly where they were. And once you took that away, it made like the most fascinating experience, which Same I know was, like, like tense and lonely and nerve. Like, it was like it was like playing Goldeneye online, <laughs> yeah. but then also there was like the added pressure of like, is this dude in a stool on a bed going <laughs> to yeah. fall on top of me? Yeah, if somebody like a forty ounce. I feel like <laughs> that's a situation where if somebody farts, you wind up killing one of your friends <laughs> and breaking your TV. Yeah, like just this everything comes down. That's awful. But it was also like it was super weird to explain to people. And the cool thing was a lot of us were in committed relationships, so we weren't. I'm just really imagining the idea of a girl in, walking yeah. in and just being like, nope. Well, people. Would come in and be like, oh, what are these guys doing? I'm going to go check out how, I'm going to say what's up to Brian. They'd knock on the door and we'd be like, come in! And they'd come in and just be four dudes yelling <laughs> under a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> the sheet's probably the best. We're trying to create two separate Dutch ovens at once. <laughs> and we're just like, you just hear gunshots and the people go like, ah! Da-na, da-na, and there's just like a big, it looked like one of those like Looney Tunes fights or four, like a bunch of animals get in a fight and every now and then a sword or a gun comes out or a fist. So yeah, I'm glad they made a game of around that mechanic. Look at cats in a bag. <laughs> that sounds interesting. That's yeah. uh, that's coming to PS4 and Xbox One on March 1st yep. in North America and Europe. It's 15 bucks. Uh, next up, there's Downwell. It's coming to PS4 and Vita. That was an iOS game. IOS an iOS game. Steam, yeah. Yeah, it was a rare uh, Japanese indie game. Weird. It was like one dude in Japan yeah. made it. Uh, it's really cool. It's like an, you're you're. It's a crazy shooter, uh, procedurally generated a little bit like Spelunky, but yeah. you're always moving down. So you're constantly navigating this down well. This, this yeah, it it kind of feels like Metroid meets Dark Souls meets Mister Driller. Yeah, <laughs> like it's super weird like that. Mm-hmm. And um, when you die, you're kind of provoked to just restart and and see how much better you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it on iOS a lot, and my biggest complaint is obviously that I'm swiping on a screen instead of using an actual context sensitive button or mm-hmm. anything like that. Or joystick, you know, that novel, wonderful thing we use to play video games. So I'm super excited about this coming to uh, PS4 and Vita. I don't really know how it's going to work on Vita. I wonder if it's, um, if you'll have to oh, turn weird. the, turn oh, the yeah. thing sideways. I just thought about that. Yeah. To like just have this whole tunnel approach. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it is a very vertical game. So, but I have played games on Vita where you have to turn the system sideways. They don't always work super well, but I think terrible. with like a combination of like a shoulder button and using the D-pad on the bottom, this could totally work. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it'll be cropped in the center like you're just looking at a postage stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Not super wild about that. Uh, on PS4 on a big screen TV, this could be even better. But um, yeah. yeah, this is a really cool game. Uh, this is this is perfect for these platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game's cool. Keep it Get it right off on. iOS. Yeah. Oh, it's time for your favorite game show segment, (laughs) Rapid Fire, with Brian, the Italian man, Altano. That's right. Uh, Max and I came up with some... (laughs) What did I do? It's it's not even... We don't even say Brian Brian, the Italian man, Altano. You just, like, yell people... Come on down! Is that just white? What is that voice? We've got all sorts of prizes to give away here. No, you're going into the, the, the... 
uh, John Wayne voice. Brian Altano. Uh, side note, Max and I came up with a good way to give away a prize in any giveaway, which is basically to say, to redeem your prize, head on over to Google slash images and type in whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> you get a picture and you can print it. Or give away pizza, free Anything posters you. of Natalie Portman. Just go to Google Images and search <laughs> Natalie Portman. HQ if you want to print them real cool or, you know, small if you just want a real blurry picture or of Or pictures Portman. of Natalie Portman's headquarters. <laughs> I was anyway, to- every week we go on the podcast beyond Facebook group and we ask you for your questions and then I answer them here and we try to get them real quick. Uh, <laughs> just like Christian Gwilliam said... That's a cool name. <laughs> Which game do you love the most that people seem to hate? Krupa, let's start with you. Do you have one? Uh, uh, Spider-Man games. Oh. Just in general? Yeah, people kind of rag on them, but like, I used to enjoy Missions of Rubbish, but I like just swinging around the city for 20 minutes. Do you, are you talking about like the 3D? press at the end of the day. Yeah. The 3D yeah. games, right? Yeah, the 3D games. Okay. It's kind of like the PS2 ones after the movie. Yeah. Like, I got Spider-Man. I kind mm-hmm. of just enjoyed just Going around New York, big open world cities. Spider-Man's yeah. one of those characters that never really worked in 2D games, and yet we got 2D games based on Spider-Man for like yeah. what, 15 years before There's the so first many. 3D ones. There's yeah. so Weird. many of and them. And that was before like the cartoon show or the yeah. movies. They were yeah. just like, yeah, Spider-Man, why not? And it's just like, you, like, I don't know if it broke the illusion playing the Spider-Man 3D games where you would shoot a web into the air or a rope and not see where it actually connected. It just connected like the sun. And you'd I remember being up by the Empire State Building and shooting out a, a web and being like, what am I even... <laughs> well, nothing is, is taller than yeah. Well, so there was a weird kind of like rise and fall of Spider-Man games where yeah. there was that amazing Spider-Man one that came out for... No, before that. It was like the very first one that came okay. out in 3D and that came out... Oh, Spider-Man uh, 2 was the first... Like, no, Spider-Man, no, the very first. There oh. was Amazing Spider-Man, like not, PS1? not the movie series, oh, but okay. like PS1, right. Dreamcast yeah. era. Uh, and then we started getting movie movie tie-in yeah. ones. And right. the, I think the first one was like iffy, so-so, licensed, trash, whatever. And then there was Spider-Man 2, which everyone everyone really, really enjoyed, just swinging around. You're delivering pizzas mm. and stuff. And then there was... I think Spider-Man 3 and that started kind of falling like apart. Shadow Dimensions which people kind of like where you had the alternate universe you had the kind yeah, of right. last Spider-Man that was yeah. actually pretty good it had quite a cool graphical style for yeah. different Yeah, versions. that was an awesome idea for a game. Then there's Edge of Time which was like I, wish, I think that was one of the very first reviews I ever did for IGN which was just basically a game cobbled together from offcuts. Yeah. Like, it was so right. repetitive. So weird. Yeah. There was Ultimate too. There was an Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man came out. I always, I, that was one that came out I think after the movies but it was based in the comics and it looked, yeah. that was all cell shaded. I remember being really interested in that right. Never checking it out. Yep. Uh, uh, Gameloft made a bunch of them for for like uh, iOS and mobile and Android that like look like the ones we played on consoles a few years back, but they're a little more cel shaded and cartoony. None of them are really ga- great. Like it's it's just such a weird franchise. It's yeah. just yeah. Been, I remember that that first Spider Man game on PS One was NeverSoft did it on a year off from oh, Tony yeah. Hawk. That's right. Yeah, really weird. That's right. Was was Spider Man ever playable in Tony Hawk? Yes, Tony Hawk too. Yeah, he was right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then Wolverine was Tony Hawk three. Yeah, okay, that's right. Great. Well, yeah, good. I'm glad we. Uh, what? <laughs> he answered the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Not you? Very rapid fire, but yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's a stupid name. Uh, Brian, what about you? A uh, game that I love that most people seem to hate. Uh, I really liked PN03. Oh yeah, you guys remember that one? Yeah, yeah for GameCube, that was one of the, the Capcom five that. Only three came out. I, I totally understand why it's not good. Yeah. Totally understand why people hate that game. But uh, it's basically uh, like an arcade shooter where instead of a ship, you play as a girl <laughs> that just shakes her butt. And she's got a really good butt. What? 
You've never played this game? No. You would absolutely love this game. She has this thing where you unlock different costumes. I'm a simpleton. And she's like listening to this like sort of like EDM techno music and she moves to the beat and you sort of like want to move to the beat to dodge. Like it was a really interesting combat mechanic. Yeah. And it's not a great game. No. But uh, there's a lot of good ideas there. And uh, you just, you're a girl with a great butt and you fight robots. Like it's pretty, it's pretty much all I want in a video game sometimes. All right. Marty. Marty, what about you? What? You're an idiot. You're an um, idiot. Thanks, man. Uh, I liked all those. I played every Square PS1 RPG, even though like 90% of them were bad. Yep. Like Saga Frontier and Brave Fencer Musashi and Front Mission. There was just a lot of <laughs> a lot of trash when I played it all. all right. I liked it. I wonder why that was. Was there like an era where they're like, it's really easy to make an RPG? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Square just had like unlimited, and then Parasite Eve, which wasn't good. Parasite mm-hmm. Eve Two was even worse. But people I still really played them. love those games. Yeah, though. We're all idiots. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people haven't gone back to them in a while. No, oh, those games are real ugly. Shouldn't Parasite Eve Two have been called Parasite Day? <sighs> Come on, come on. What's your favorite bad game, Max? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it Color a Dinosaur for NES? <laughs> No, I, I, I like uh, MotorStorm Pacific Rift. You talk about that game so I love often. that game. It's so is that stupid. game bad? I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. I have no idea if that game is bad. You drive really fast until you explode. That feels like a classic like 8.1 at IGN. That game is so exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What do I... Oh, bad games. Uh, oh, that's, a really, that's, a, that's a tricky question because I don't know what's bad. You know, there's so many games I played growing up and it's like, are these... Are these bad games? No, no one was there to tell you. Like, yeah, this is I mean, bad like game. as a kid, I loved that original Ninja Turtles game, which is just dreadful. I, uh, I played that over the weekend, yeah. and I got up to the that underwater stage yeah. that everybody hates, and I'm like, this is not, this is not that bad. And I actually played it with save states, and I still ran out of time. And yeah. I'm like, now I know why people <laughs> yeah. hate this thing. Yeah, it's it's not only impossible, but there's a timer on it, mm-hmm. which is like, wait, really? Like you're rushing trash. Yeah. All right. It's terrible. Okay. Uh, Alan Heinen says, favorite shoe brand. Did you say Alan Heinen? Heinen. Heinen. Yeah. Alan yeah. Heinen. Favorite shoe brand. Yeah. Anyone? Converse? Uh, Vans are comfy. Like, if, if I want something, I just want to slip on real quick. Yeah. I wear I wear a lot of Nikes and Guess. Like, just, I, I like big kind of high shoes every now and then. I don't, I don't really get into, like, worker boots. I used to rock Carhartts when I lived in the... Uh, What's a Carhartt? You know what a Carhartt is? It's, it's, uh, it's deep shit. inside the engine. It's what makes the car, <laughs> yeah. car's blood get to the tires. <laughs> I wore Timberlands when I lived in New York City, and it snowed just because it's like that's a cool like Wu-Tang thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you you actually that. have to because it's dangerous to walk around there. But <laughs> yeah. no. you can't really do that in San Francisco where it's like... it's Today it's it's February, early February, and it's like summer outside. Yeah. You get yeah. a real deep sweat going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cooper? I don't think I have that much loyalty to any particular shoe brand. I probably own more Nikes than anything else yeah. of that, I guess. I said premium comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, why why I would have wear uncomfortable shoes? I do have them. Yeah. yeah. I don't wear them that often. Yeah. I got some I got some real weird fancy shoes, but I also got uh I got some Adidas that I got custom made. They do that thing where you can go on and make, make like custom colors and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just made a pair that's all white, but they say embroidered relax on the side. Which is like one <laughs> of like the most... Frankie Goes to Hollywood edition sneakers. It's probably the most straightforward thing you've ever done with the ability to fully customize something stupid. Yeah, that's a good point. Like a month later, you went and got a... Uh, you got... Oh, the Crown bottle, Royal? Crown Royal bottle labels made that said... Uh, I eat hot dogs every dang day. I love hot dogs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a, they had a is like, offer. That is 100% true, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's drunk with power. I found right a special there. offer where you could get custom-made Crown Royal labels. I don't actually drink Crown Royal, but yeah. I was like, these are good stickers to have. So it just said, <laughs> I, they were like, how many spaces? I think I filled up the maximum character limit. So it was, yeah. 
Yeah, he was drunk with power, and he was also just very drunk. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. eat hot dogs all dang day. Uh, Davis Hagen says, are you classic pepperoni guys, or do you like weird stuff like cream cheese or spinach on your pizza? Spinach, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Brian loves pineapple on his pizza. I hate pineapple on my pizza. I would I would actually divorce somebody <laughs> that started doing that. If, if I came home and my wife was like, I made you a nice pineapple pizza, like we would go straight to therapy. We've never been to therapy <laughs> together. I should probably be going to therapy. <laughs> just myself. I don't like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Brian Altano, grade five. <laughs> what about you, Cooper? How's, um, how's the pizza over there in the UK? It's good. We have some good pizza. Um, I'm Pepperoni is my yeah, favorite. That's, that's my that's go-to. Go. Mainly meat-based. I wouldn't, that was kind of, that would be my default. Yeah. I feel like you guys don't. You guys don't go like Crazy. we go like ga- like just disgusting with yeah, food here. You go, so how's that we from the outside not, looking in? So we were working around a shop the other day, like like a food store, and like we have kind of a lot of the things you have, mm-hmm. but you have fifty versions of each thing. Right, it's the kind of overwhelming choice of like flavors, which is weird, right? Yeah, we'll it, have like two flavors. We have like we have two types of M and M's: chocolate and peanut. Yeah, and then you've got twenty. Yeah, well, and everything the, has a birthday cake variant. Yeah, everything like they use all these weird like descriptors. <laughs> like, for know, is that a flavor? Like, <laughs> do you have a consensus on what birthday cake is? No, no. no it's birthday cake flavored everything. Yeah, so that's, just, that's crazy, that's right? That, yeah, what we is go that through. So flavor, we, go, we go through like I, I don't know. I think it's, it's I think it's vanilla? specifically it's funfetti. Chocolate. It's like vanilla cake. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like when they they take a bunch of you fancied something. They take a bunch of sprinkles and they throw it. They throw in. It's a it's a specific brand of uh, of garbage food. Uh, okay, uh, but it's yeah, it's like a bunch of rainbow sprinkles thrown into the mix. So it's got like little colored. What do you what do you that, what do you call sprinkles that you put on ice cream? Uh, sprinkles, sprinkles. Okay, because yeah. there are people in America in this country. Don't, they get, call them, don't get started. Oh, no, they call them thousands. No, they call them Jimmies. What is hundreds and thousands? Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Actually, we would call them hundreds and thousands. But there's what? So, there's so yeah, many terms. There's just numbers. That, there's so many American terms that because I was probably one of the first generations where I just grew up watching so much American. TV, yeah, 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 kind of bilingual in that sense, but. Hundred, yeah, hundreds and thousands would be the traditional British term. There's wow. not. I can count these. There's 47. <laughs> this is a blatant lie. Wow. Also, Jimmy's, children. Jimmy's condoms. I call uh, condoms people, Jimmy's. You can call Jimmy's. hats. You get yeah. Yeah. Jimmy hats. ice cream. Yeah. We, we put, that condoms. birthday cake is just condom-flavored ice cream. They call them gummy ghosts. A lot of places. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Mom, we didn't even get a clown. Yeah, but it was no, very safe. If you want to keep your popsicle from melting on a hot summer day, just put a nice Jimmy cap on there and yeah. cover it up real good and tie <laughs> no, it off do, at the end so it doesn't leak. We do a lot of weird <laughs> stuff in this country. Like, we put all these extra words on things. Like, we're just instead of just being like, cheese, it's just like, Asiago Zest. And you're like, what is that? And someone's like, cheese. <laughs> like, we just come up with these ridiculously long names, like Mountain Spring Crisp. <laughs> like, what's that? It's uh, just bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say that? Because people are dumb. Yeah. we got to trick them. Yeah, no, that, we notice those weird trends, though, where it's like, it'll be birthday cake, it'll be red velvet, yeah. or it'll be like, oh, it's the... Like they're just the odd, like oh, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's blood orange now. It's like what's wrong with regular orange? Or like, well, there was, there yeah, was, like, like violent. Yeah. Like just there was like two years of pretzel bun. Like everything was like on a delicious toasted pretzel bun. Like, like, what is what? that? Pretzel? That's not what pretzels are. Dutch like, crunch. Yeah. yeah. And now everything in October has pumpkins in it. Oh yeah, everything. Pumpkin spice. Yeah. Pumpkin spice yeah. is is a uh, pumpkin. Like, a few pumpkin of those kind of like yeah. like. Tri- like trickle down and we get them, but like you can look at menus for like fast food joints in America or uh-huh. Starbucks. It's like forty more versions of everything. Well, yeah. Starbucks is just crazy, and Starbucks is basically just we have like a very trimmed down menu. Like Starbucks yeah. is basically a Hagen Dazs and a Ben and Jerry's, yeah. and then there's a guy in the corner that's like, I still make coffee. <laughs> like it's really, it's just a big funny dessert shop now. Yeah, like they they had like a. 
turkey pulled pork sandwich for Thanksgiving? You're like, what? Oh, that's the thing. Everything needs to be pulled. Yeah. yeah. That's, how you, get the, that's how you this. get the meat out of the pig you pull on it. You just got to tug on well, it. Because you can't, it, you can't say hog. like yanked or something like that. Or like <laughs> grabbed. Yanked or, pork. Let me get that yanked hog handled. sandwich. People have stopped enjoying chewing. Stretched. Yeah. They just want it. Just, yeah. Just yeah. a paste. Yeah, pork paste. paste. Here, let me get a three large boluses of uh, (laughs) digestible pablum. Uh, Let me just cram that weird foamy crap down my throat. Abraham Alvarez says, if you can remake any bad video game film adaptation to make it better, what would it be? This is a tough question because this is actually every video game film adaptation. That's true. Literally everyone has been bad in some way. Some have been better. Yep. than the bad ones, but they're still not great. Remember those scenes in House of the Dead that actually went to the arcade game footage during a gunfight? Is that true? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really bad, yeah. During a gunfight, it cuts to in-game footage of the like, awful House of the Dead one. It's really bad. Wow. Yeah. That sounds really did anyone have, Did anyone actually make it through the Doom movie? Yeah, no. I remember the first-person scene. Yeah. That was there the only was thing one I scene, footage. right? Yeah, there was one entire action scene that was first person. And people were like, "That's that's amazing, they did it." You did a doom. Good job, Rocky <laughs> Maivia. You you uh you glued the gun to the bottom of the camera and ran around and shot a Photoshop demon for yeah, half an hour. It was really impressive. I hated that movie. So I never saw that movie. That was the first <laughs> thing that came out where I was just like, "Critic Max." <laughs> no, like seriously, why even call it Doom? Like yeah. I remember being so mad about that. It's like, oh, we've decided to just remain faithful to the core property by having a a two minute scene that's in first person about this. The story where the, the gateway to hell is opened up on Mars, but we're going to have it be yeah. th- science experiments escape yeah. on the moon. Like, you yeah. know what the process of adaptation is? Like, yeah. That's no, a good point. Yeah. No, no film based on the book is the 20 minutes of text on screen. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, I'll, I'll, I will read this chapter. Yeah, they, yeah. 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 but I mean, so like, I'm done with this page, right? Okay. But I mean, like, taking <laughs> the core elements of just, I mean, like, I would love to see a Doom movie done right, where it's like, guess what? We did weird satanic experiments on a Mars colony, and it didn't work out yep. too well. Yep. Satan's a cyborg for reasons we're unclear of. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, all things considered, the one that got the closest is probably Mortal Kombat, and that's because the source material is not that intellectual to begin with but I would love to see a remake of the original Mortal Kombat movie that is just super gory like yeah. just go really hard R there was that just, web series a couple years ago yeah. right. which is pretty yeah. close yeah. right yeah uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie is obviously one that's just like, I don't know what happened there that is so far off the mark of the source mm-hmm. material it's basically like deviant art <laughs> They got yeah. shy guys in there. They drive a dump truck. Yeah, it's so I mean, weird. That was pretty much yeah. the moment when Nintendo was like, "All right, well, no one's touching our things ever again." Ever again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that movie just just put put them put them in the corner yeah. for so long. And then there are always those rumors of like John Woo was attached to a Metroid movie for yeah. a while. Isn't there a Ratchet and Clank movie in the works? Yeah, it's coming out yeah. in like a month. Is that re- still for real? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, there was the Uncharted movie that got kicked around for a while. Just do a new Tomb Raider movie based on the new totally. Tomb Raider games. Like that's also, you can just cast her. her. While they prevaricate on what they're doing yeah. with Indiana Jones, is a really good window for them to make that movie. movie. Yep. And like basically, like Gazump Uncharted, if it ever happens, yep. do it before Indiana Jones come back in whatever form. Well, also right. now in like 2016 or whenever this movie would come out, like the fact that stuff like The Hunger Games and Episode Seven, like you can have these rad like female centric yeah. movies. You can and literally cast the the woman who plays Camilla Waddington. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She'd be fun. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'd love to see Street Fighter. <clears throat> like they yeah. they've done two Street Fighter movies. I mean live action and they've both been pretty stupid the first ones there were two live action there's a second in? one that came out with uh, Kristen Crook what's her face oh that's yeah. right Legend Chun-Li. of Chun-Li yeah. that's right the Chun-Li movie I totally forgot and about that one that's one of those movies where you have to basically go through the cast to figure out who's supposed to be playing what character right yeah because there's like you know they're like oh that's Balrog in the background there hiding behind that trash can or whatever yeah. like, why not just actually make it about the characters but were, were they like, cameos or like nods 
Like, I mean, there's like it, there's scenes like in the um, like, like a guy picks up his boxing gloves and you're like, That's I, for, I forget exactly. It's yeah. it's definitely like they didn't have any of the weird fun charm of Street yeah. Fighter. But I'd love to see a movie where it's like, yeah, this is about a world where international terrorism is dealt with with kung fu. Yeah, like all of the all of the wars well, are fought in the streets. Like it's really weird that we got you and I were talking about this on Up at Noon, but we we got that first wave of really bad comic book movies back in the day, and then this. The last 10, 15 years have been like, let's get this right this time. Let's mm-hmm. let's actually get in there and do – let's do the right version of, of this movie and this movie and this movie. Uh, that hasn't happened with video game movies. No. Like you could argue that we're on the cusp. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. there's, there's films in the in production. Like one coming out Warcraft and Assassin's Creed like, especially. Two of the best directors yet attached. Yeah. Because yeah. so far we've gone, there's been a lot of crappy movies. On the whole, the talent involved in terms of writing mm-hmm. and direction haven't been – at that top level, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you, but, you bowl or whatever is not, you know, yeah. he's he's hiding in his uh, boxing ring or whatever, <laughs> surrounded by sharks. It's weird. Man. I don't know how that guy sleeps. <laughs> is the way you got are you guys hopeful for Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I mean, I saw Macbeth that adaptation it was stunning. incredible. Yeah. It was like yeah. it was one of the most gorgeous Shakespearean adaptations I've ever seen. I mean, I think I think the more Assassin's Creed leans on being just a gorgeous period piece, and the less it's like, I mean, if they. If they do the future stuff where the guy goes in the memory tomb, yeah, that sucks. Like, I'm sorry, that stuff doesn't work well in the game, and it's not. It's going to work even worse in the movie. I think it'd be work work much better in the. You think so? Yeah, I think that kind of stuff lends itself to more straightforward because you don't have to walk around day to dine or whatever. To say, you know, for a lot of people, that's going to be their first experience of that world and that conceit. Remember playing the first Assassin's Creed game? That Desmond stuff in that first game wasn't boring at all. No, I didn't find it. I was like. What is actually going on? And there's actually in the years since then, there's never been a substantial payoff yeah. to make that yes. feel retroactively satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look back and go, ah, oh, they never really. Well, the the best thing they've done with it in the last few years has been to preemptively tell the audiences that there's not as much Forget in it. Yeah. In the syndicate game. goes yeah. basically directly cut, like breaks the fourth wall, going, yeah, can we stop doing this? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they totally. just cut right to it, which yeah. I think, like, I, and I guess you're right, Max, in that, in that, like, if. If you start the movie showing this stuff, it could be pretty cool. Well, an Assassin's yeah, and Creed movie that, that uses the, the the weird time travel ancestor stuff, yeah. it'll basically be just like a present day Matrix. Where I mean, that's people what in present Fassbender, day are traveling yeah, back. Yeah, it was literally just quoted in Empire as saying that, like, yeah. Matrix is an inspiration. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. The, be- the better part of that, too, is that Avatar. it'll be a scene on a. Stop talking about Avatar. It'll be a scene on a screen that happens that you don't have to actually control. Like when you're watching a movie, you'll be like, well, that's a scene and that's a scene. And one was more exhilarating <laughs> than the other. But when you're playing the. The, the future stuff or the modern day stuff in Assassin's Creed like you don't have any of the skills of your old character like you might climb up on a box or a crate or like a, a wall every now and then but you're like it's just not the same put me back in the in the ancient times yeah you know? the film I really want to see and they've gone really quiet on it is the Splinter Cell movie with Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. oh yeah, yeah. But, like, that's, that's gone happening? really quiet I think There's, a lot of it will hinge on Assassin's Creed there are they... so many movies like I'm putting together a feature of video game movies in development right now right. there are so many just things cause? that were announced Just Cause Mass Effect Gore Bravinsky's Bioshock uh, I want a Thief. Far Cry movie Thief well, the, there was the a Witcher just movie. got announced a lot of the kind of there was Enix, a... Square Enix um, rights are owned by this guy called Adrian Ascariah yeah. who um, came in to the London office and we talked to him and he's not adverse to the idea of having a Square Enix shared movie universe right where you could have just just cause exist in the same world as Deus Ex yeah yep and uh-huh. Deus Ex is the future of that world, and oh, Thief weird. is the prequel yeah. to that world. And I mean, Call of Duty is about to have its giant cinematic universe, whatever yeah. the hell that means. The CODC so weird. Cod- Codku. Codku. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Far, Far Cry is, is a thing that if you made a movie of that and you adapted something that already exists, it would be weirdly kind of meta derivative because those movies or those games yeah. are already drawing from stuff. Whereas each one, they're all 
none of them are related. The whole thing is that mm. they're open world games based yeah. in an open world. So what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. why bother making a game of that? Like, if you made if you made a Far Cry three movie, it would be uh, the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, like, yeah, that's 100%. kind of it already. They already did that. Uh, I, I always think about like the way the first Die Hard was made, where it was just a book that had nothing to do with Die Hard. It wasn't called Die Hard, and they just adapted it and made a new film, and they put. Bruce Willis in it. Uh, I think that's the way a lot of video game movies should be made. Yeah. Like they should kind of be like, well, we have we have this movie that's kind of like Die Hard. Can it be called Splinter Cell? And it's about this guy that sneaks into a building and have kills you seen a thousand Sicaria? people. Yeah. The end of that movie is the Splinter Cell movie. I want to say hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Benicio del Toro infiltrates yeah. the house. Yep. That's exactly that movie. Yeah. Yep. Just do that. Yeah, man, that was a powerful scene. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, <laughs> we're gonna wind things down. Um, but thank you all for joining us and for uh, for hanging out and Did listening to us. Did you draw a bunch us. of genitals on your paper? Uh, no, I drew a bunch of weird squiggles. I don't. Right. I wasn't really feeling drawn much today. I just drew some weird. They're not. They're not supposed to be genitals. Yeah, but a lot they, of these look like Jennies. Oh yeah. I Whatever yours looks like. I drew some reproductive organs. If you'd like to see reproductive organs, go check out Google Images and good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggities with two G's and two T's. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Krupa, what's your what's your Twitter? At Krupa. At Krupa. K-R-U-P-A. Yeah, I stole it off an Indian man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he had it for years. He had, um, Krupa's also an Indian name, uh-huh. uh, as well as a Ukrainian name. And he had this handle for ages. Uh, never tweeted, followed nobody, was followed by nobody. I eventually got his handle. Did you nice. follow him first? No. I mean, how did you, <laughs> how did you get his handle? How do you get someone's handle? Um, I spoke to someone at Twitter. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Nice. Can you do like, that? I was like, well, he's not using it. I'm going to get at POTUS. Must be to my buddy at Twitter. The POTUS po- is the president of the United States. I think if, if, like, if the, it's an outright. inactive account, you can make a claim for it. This was the olden days, though, right? Oh, it's the Wild West. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just totally huh. different. It's brutal. Different. And then sometimes, this is the sad thing, occasionally I'll get an email of like someone trying to log into it. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, you requested use it or password. Lose it. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you Sorry use about it. that. Oops. Swooped. Well, there's that. Go follow him because cool. uh, it might it might be taken away at any day. That's a good origin <laughs> story. I like yeah. that. I might rest it back. Yeah. Uh, Get in you, there you before do, that man returns. You've got your own set of podcasts you appear on, right? Yes. Uh, we do the IGN UK podcast, which we need to rename because it's like a show on site. And then people are very like, no, you have to call it a podcast. Mm-hmm. But we can't think of a good name that's not just some crappy British cringe title. Um, but I also do a superhero show every week and a Star Wars thing, Rebel Base, which is now available as a podcast. Nice. Cool. Well, go check that out. Yeah. And uh, the rest of us, you can find us where we usually are. This stupid, smelly room. Yep. <laughs> Brian comes in here with it's really weird warm. oils. Yeah, it gets real oil. I don't have weird oils. oils. Yeah, you do have a lot of oils. Yeah, weird oils. You, you, feel you, feel like you, about? you oil up before yeah. you get in here. You get oil up before I get in here. Yeah, it gets very warm in here. You have a lot of it's rings. Really, you bring yeah. a bunch of trinkets into the room. I don't room. have a lot of rings. I'm married. I have you get one all those ring. weird bead necklaces. Yeah. Trying to get I, don't, I would never wear a bead necklace. You brought a dream catcher into the room. You guys are the type of dudes to go to like jazz music festivals and try to sell me a hammock. Eat pretzels. I don't want to buy a hammock, Brian. All of you disgusting. Patchouli ass hippies. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Cauliflower ass pizza bitch. (laughs) Stop calling me that. (laughs) 